Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Now back to the Wendy's Big Show with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, former Packers running back Gary Ellerson, and the inventor of the Lambeau Leap, Leroy Butler, on the Big Show Radio Network. Instead of going for it here on fourth and goal, Crosby makes this a five-point game again. I'm really surprised by that decision, Joe. I thought that they would go for it on fourth down. You're just not sure with Tom Brady that they will get another shot at it. Bucky Dickman on Fox Sports. Joining us now, our Radio.com NFL insider Brian Baldinger on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider is hiring drivers right now. For more info, call him 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Brian Baldinger uh, is brought to you by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sportsbooks don't want you to see. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. You can also hear Brian with Jason LaConfora on Baldy's Breakdowns with new episodes out twice a week. Just search Baldy wherever you find podcasts. Brian, thanks so much for coming on. My pleasure, guys. Good to be with you. Thanks. What did you make of that call there at the end of the game, fourth quarter, Packers electing to kick the field goal on fourth down and hoping their defense would be able to stop Tom Brady and get the ball back for Aaron Rodgers? I didn't agree with it. I mean, I was really hard on it. I was analyzing it for Sky Sports in London. I, I, I was mystified because really, I mean, the, the field goal doesn't do you any good. Um, you still need a touchdown to win. And if you don't make it on, you know, fourth down at the eight, your defense has a chance to pin them back. The playbook is limited when you're at the eight-yard line, uh, much more limited than if you're at midfield. And so I thought that even if you don't make it, you're still in position if you can stop them from making a first down and getting the ball back in good field position. I didn't agree with it on any level. Uh, it didn't make any sense to me outside of the fact that, you know, they weren't good on their previous trips to the red zone, and maybe they just feel like they didn't have a play to beat their man coverage. Yeah, I bought this Leroy Butler. I didn't have a problem with it at all. I really think the fact that they wanted to try to win it at some point during the game, the defense – I would agree wasn't playing very well. I want I want really want to get into uh, the one word that really sticks out in my head because I sat in some of the meeting rooms. I just don't think the Packs were prepared defensive wise. It seemed like they uh, Tampa caught them by surprise, and when you do that, they were just moving the ball at will, and that's sometimes that's hard to make up. But it just don't seem like they were prepared. Well, I mean, you know, Tom Brady was you know seven for ten on third downs in the first half. I mean, he was literally, didn't matter what the down or distance was, he was able to convert and play keep away. But, look, I I thought Leroy, I mean, when you take the ball away three times in a row in the third quarter, I mean, Mm -hmm. you can't ask your defense to do anything more than what they did. The offense really couldn't do anything with it. 
you know, uh, and so that to me was the problem in the game. And I, I didn't think Green Bay's receivers were very good. I thought, you know, for Devontae Adams to have five shots in the end zone and not convert one, including the first one, which looked like a layup to me, um, you know, I thought that was really the difference in the game. No, I would agree with you there. And and I, I just thought for the f- for the first time in the last couple of couple of games that the Packers truly missed David Bakhtiari up front. Yeah. It, it just felt yeah. like Billy Turner and Ricky Wagner, they had trouble with Jason Pierre-Paul and uh, Shaq Barrett. No doubt. No doubt. It, it really uh, – Jason Pierre-Paul, I mean, he had some good rushes now. He got him with a cross chop. He got him with the slap rip. Uh, the one thing, the first sack, uh, Leroy, I, it was pretty interesting because it happened fast, but – Really, it caught Aaron Rodgers by surprise. I was I was surprised that he even held on to the ball. He bobbled a little bit, but it usually Aaron Rodgers feels pressure, uh, you know, coming from his backside without ever looking, and he he clearly was caught off guard as quickly as Jason Pierre Paul you know got him, and that was a big part of the game was Tampa's ability to sack him and hit him, you know, and force you know the force uh, you know the one turnover, the one interception. Talking with Brian Baldinger, our Radio.com NFL insider here on the Wendy's Big Show on the Big Show Radio Network. Uh, when we talk about the coaching job that Mike Pettin did this year, it's come under fire from <coughs> Packer fans uh, all year long. A lot of Packer fans don't want Mike Pettin back. Uh, the defense wasn't all that great in the first half. Second half, they did get three interceptions. Defense overall, I finish, think, finished uh, around 11th uh, in the NFL. What do you think of the job Mike Pettin has done for the Packers? I think he's been pretty good. I mean, you know, they shut down, uh, you know, as far as I I can recall, like I thought they did a good job of shutting down the Bucks' running game. I thought that they had been running the ball pretty well, but they really contained that. Uh, you know, they forced three. I mean, you can count the number of times Tom Brady's thrown three interceptions in a game, I think, in a couple of hands. I mean, I, you get three takeaways like that. I don't know. I, I'm a Mike, a Mike Pettin fan. I know a lot of people – you know, want to change. They wanted to change after last year's NFC Championship game. Obviously, when the 49ers ran the ball, they didn't make a change. I thought it was the right thing. I think Mike Smith, the outside linebacker coach, has done a good job with Rashawn Gary and Zadarius Smith and Preston and those guys. So, I don't know. I, I know why they play a dime defense. Uh, you know, they're, they're playing pass coverage, you know, most of the time and getting more speed on the field. I understand that concept, and I would agree with that concept. Um uh, you know, you get three takeaways in a game, you should find a way. You got the league MVP, you should find a way to win that game. But let's get to the elephant in the room about Aaron Rodgers' future. Yeah. I mean, because after, I guess, I'm not, after, I had tough losses. I mean, sometimes you get emotional, you say things, and you go back and watch, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that, because people are going to read into it, especially with the Brett Favre on again, off again, you know, Thing that the saga that he had to actually go through. In your opinion, what do you think is going on there after you heard the interview? I think it was more than just emotion, Leroy. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that it just sort of came out about you know what the future holds mm-hmm. was. I think it was. To me, it was obvious. It's been on his mind, and he never said anything about it because they were playing well. He's probably going to be the MVP of the league. There's no reason to. But when you get hit with sudden sudden death loss, and you know those of us who've been through it, you know it's uh, it's a gut punch. He said so, but I think that it's been weighing on his mind, and I think it's it was the opening of the Pandora's box, 
And I don't. I think he knew what he was doing, and he's really kind of putting the the the, the organization out there about what they think the future should be. And you know when his receivers played as poorly as they did in that game. Uh, it didn't really make much difference during the years when they're the number one offense, but in a championship-level game, they came up small. And, you know, I'm sure he would have thought, man, Justin Jefferson, you know, or, you know, C.D. Lamb or somebody would have looked a whole lot better in this offense than what they had. I'm sure that that never really went very far from his mind. And so, you know, I think it's just the beginning of what this offseason is going to be. I think it's going to be full of drama and suspense in more conversations. Brian, uh, Gary Ellison here. J- just one quick question here. Outside looking in, because we talk about it, we hear in Wisconsin, we talk about it all the time. What's your perception then of of the Packers organization? I mean, you, they've been winning steadily. They've got two Super Bowls with two different quarterbacks. Most Packer fans think that they should have should have more. Uh, what's your perception of the organization and how they go about doing their business? Well, I mean, the last two years, you can't argue with success. I mean, they've got, I don't know, 28, 29 victories over the last two years. Um, you know, only Kansas City has more. Uh, I think they've been a model franchise. I mean, the way they handle their business, the way about they go about their business. Matt LaFleur looked like a good hire to me. Uh, he decided to keep Mike Pettin. That was a decision that he could make. I think, like I said, I, I'm a Mike Pettin fan. I think he tries to... You know, match personnel too much. You can argue that. He got caught with 12 men on the field a few times. Uh, that's a, a product of that sometimes. Um, but they've drafted, I think they've drafted pretty well. I mean, it's hard to say that Jair Alexander and Darnell Savage and, you know, some of the guys they brought in have not been good players. Uh, Kevin King didn't play well the other day, but he's been a pretty good player. Um, you know, I, I think they, if it in free agency was Zadarius Smith, I mean, I think he's going to lead the league in sacks before it's all over. So it's hard for me from the outside in to say that the Packers haven't been pretty much a model franchise. I didn't agree with drafting Jordan Love. I thought Jordan Love and just knowing his coach from college at Utah State just thought that he needed to sit, he needed time. So it didn't make any sense to me that this guy wasn't going to be ready to play, might not be ready to play next year. I mean, I didn't agree with that selection. But if you think that the quarterback – um, is not going to be there very long, and you want to bring the successor in because he makes you think about a few plays that he threw at Utah State that he could be Patrick Mahomes. Um, okay, I mean, but that's to me that's you know a far reach because there's only one Patrick Mahomes. I don't believe we've ever talked with Brian Baldinger about uh, how he views quarterbacks and legacies uh, in that whole deal. But there's been a lot made of Rodgers now being one in four in conference championship games, him and Brett Favre being the only three-time MVPs without multiple Super Bowl victories. How do you view Rodgers' legacy going forward, and how much does he really need that second Super Bowl ring? Uh, I mean, I think he's going to walk into the Hall of Fame. For sure. Um, But, you know, the legacy thing is it's all about Super Bowls. I mean, Joe Montana's legacy will you know, never be tarnished. Troy Aikman, Super Bowl MVP and three Super Bowls. I mean, those things stand the test of time. And then, But when you only have one, if you only have one, then, you know, your legacy is, you know, it's just not up there with the elite players, the Tom Brady's. I mean, it's just, it's just not going to be because, you know, I mean, even Kurt Warner has one and he had a chance for two. Um, you know, he's going to wear the gold jacket all of his life. Uh, nobody's ever going to question his his pro career. 
but it's not going to be thought of in the same category as a couple other guys. And so uh, quarterbacks are just measured because of how they win championships and get into championship games. It's just fair or not fair. That's just the way it is. It was important. Even as ugly as Peyton Manning's second you know, Super Bowl was, he still got number two. And that, that helps him uh, when you look back on history in a 101-year history of this thing. So that's just the way it's measured, by Super Bowls and championship games and championship performances. He is Brian Baldinger. Brian, thanks so much for coming on, man. I look forward to talking to you in the future, as is Gary Leroy. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate Take, you having me. You betcha. There he is, uh, Radio.com NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls are presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us all make better bets through real proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. You can also hear Brian with Jason LaConfora on Baldy's Breakdowns with new episodes out twice a week. Just search Baldy wherever you find podcasts. Join us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. For more info, call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. You're listening to the Big Show Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.